It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello, it is... The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. The Parks Picks Pod. Elliot Shore Parks. Hey, buddy. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, pal. How are good. you? Look at that. I like that. I was really like, hey, man. Yeah. How are you doing? You doing all right? And I feel far too often we start the pod with random thoughts. First thing today. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. That's Thanks good to hear. Yeah, Millie's doing well. Nice. She's oh, like yes. really yeah. what a what a tough Trooper. tough bee, as I said last time. She is uh she's doing really well. I'm really excited. She's she's making progress. So. Um, so Kingsley keeps going to the bathroom in the shower in the middle of the night. Oh, really? I mean, Which, better that than honestly, on the rug or I'm whatever. okay with it. Yeah. It's, it's cold outside. Totally fine. Yeah. You have to get up. Exactly. Nice, he doesn't wake me up. He just yeah. gets up. He it's goes. It's kind of great. It's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good trade, I almost right? don't want to train him not to do it. It's more of a totally, hassle in my life. It's totally fine. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Look at you. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. Like Cesar Milan over here. <laughs> whatever that means. You know, Cesar, remember the dog whisperer? You don't remember? No. Is this like a movie? No, it's, it was a TV show. No, is it like a reality show? Yeah, it was like, he was the dog whisperer. Like, he would train people's dogs. Well, did would, you like, ever he watch- could train, like, any dog. I didn't watch it much, but South Park did an episode about it, which is hilarious, and my mother-in-law was a big fan of it. Interesting. This, yeah, I've never heard of this. The remember- dog whisperer. Is that what he sounded that like? That's from South Park. The okay, South Park right. joke is, I am the dog whisperer. All right, you love South Park. South man. Park is the best. You love it South is Park. Be- PSA for anyone out there. I mean, all the episodes are on HBO Max. Emily and I are going through it, start to finish again. It's perfect. So, it's one of the best shows before, of all time, easily. Before we get into the Eagles thing, yes, I, I'm not just saying and this. the gambling this, stuff. This is later the, yeah, this is the honest to god truth. I would say I think about the fact that you told me you fell out of your seat laughing during this South Park movie, like unprompted in my head <laughs> two to three times a month. Really? Like, unprompted. Yeah. I just think, like, how unbelievable that Literally is. Literally fell out of my seat. It's unbelievable. I, it was one of the funniest like, things i Good thing ever you seen. were in an aisle. I know. I know. I mean, I mean been... if you saw it and you're 18 years old or whatever I was when it came out, and you go there and earmuffs, earmuffs, one, two, three, you hear the song Uncle Fucker, you freaking laugh out of your mind. Yeah. It's hilarious. Definitely an earmuff one for that. That was no, no debate about yes, that one. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> no, no debate. <laughs> yeah. No no debate about that one. Um, but yeah. So I think about it quite a bit. It's I'm an happy. unbelievable story to me. It makes me really happy, man. It also hasn't really processed to me yet that I'm flying to Indianapolis on Monday. I, I know, buddy. Like you're going I didn't, to the I didn't, combine. Like, I didn't pack. Like <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pack. And it's obviously. Saturday, so it's like 
Soon. I have yeah. some time, yeah, but like it's not, not a ton of time, time. But like soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to go. I mean, like after not going last year, I will say, like, traveling kind of sucks, just like you're away from, you know, I'm away from yeah. Kristen, like all those sure. things. But it is like the unofficial start of the off season for the Eagles in some ways. And and to our last pod that we just talked about yeah. this week, like good. I need some Eagles stuff, yes. man. Like it, we are it is low and look, we'll get to later. Uh, we'll do a little gambling stuff with some NBA future odds, uh, and obviously, we will talk a lot about James Harden yes. on Go Sixers Radio on the radio the on WIP today. Check us out if you listen to this very quickly, or uh, it will be in the feed after. So, so we'll get into all that. But um, and that has helped, obviously, the excitement of James Harden. But it is it has been a tough time to to you get excited the about like the Eagles. It? I need some action. No, the Eagles never like it. They always want to be. You think so? Front. I think at least when they're not a disaster. I think probably last off season they wish they that Sixers trade for yeah. last off they, they, they were like more. You could have got this done now last they're like, year. Yeah, you know we're we're on the upswing. We got a lot of picks. This is exciting. Yeah. So all right, well let's get in the combine. We'll get into the gambling stuff later. But you are leaving for the combine in a couple of days. We will do shows from there. But but first we we talked a little lay of the land last time. What it's like to be out there. Let's get into some specifics with some yeah. Eagles stuff. I, I want to get to some of the prospects you're most excited to see in a minute. But first, I want to start with Howie and Nick because, you know, one of the great things about the Combine every year is it's a forced time that we get to hear these guys in the offseason. Right? minutes they have to talk. We don't get to hear these guys, especially right. Howie. We hear, you know, four times a year, whatever, five times a year, whatever it is. So that's always special. But, you know, we haven't heard from Nick from the end of the season. So there's, like, so much stuff on the table. Free agency is, as we've talked about, like two and a half weeks away. Like, we're yeah. we're there. It's all real. What do you need to hear from Howie? Let's start with Howie, and then we'll get to Nick. I think the Nick part's slightly, you know, less interesting from that perspective. But Howie is going to take the podium. He's got free agency on the horizon. He's got three first-round picks. He's going to watch these prospects. Like, uh, you don't have to get into like specific questions you would ask well, or whatever. But, let me but actually, like, kind of where are you at with that? So I'll answer, but then I kind of want to throw it back at you too. Okay. Like, so I think this is one of the few off seasons I can remember where going into like the combine and all this. There's really not that many pressing questions. And that doesn't mean they don't have holes to fill. But I feel like in past times, it was like, what are you going to do with Nick Foles? What are you going to do with... Now, Carson had already been traded. But, like, there was that question about the quarterback, which was much more kind of, like, unclear last offseason. It's like, you know, Jason Peters, like, free agency. Are you keeping this guy? Like, all those things. I kind of feel like, as I've started to think about what I want to ask Howie and what I want to ask Nick... I don't know if there's a lot of, like, breaking news. Like, it's asking about the quarterback thing, but we kind of know what they're going to say. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. Jalen's our guy. Our job's to look at everything, but, you know, Jalen's our guy, right? But breaking questions, like, I don't know. I mean, am I, am I missing any? That's why I'm throwing it back to you. Like, what would you say kind of the biggest questions are that they would actually answer? Because other than, like, hey, what free agency receivers are you going to sign, which are not going to answer? It's a really good point, Elliot, because— There's no, like, cap casualties. No, like, what's the breaking news no, he's going to deliver at the podium? All the coaches are coming back. Howie questions, can't wait to ask yeah. You're right. There's not, like, a ton of—it's it's all the kind of stuff where we just need to kind of wait and see what— like, with the draft picks and all that, we don't know. I think you— I would be interested to hear how he's philosophy on having three picks. Hey, you're going into this this first right. round with three picks. That's never happened. You know, how do you do you plan on using them all? Could you potentially trade one for more assets in the future? Like, how do you approach having three first round picks all clustered together? What's the yeah. process? And that's an open ended question. And look again, that's the thing we know with Howie that we've talked about. You know, right. He's gotten to the point where he's like Neo with this stuff. Right? Yeah, whatever you ask, you're not going to get the answer you want. So I would be interested to kind of ask him those those questions that maybe are a little bit less um a little bit less like leading and looking for a certain answer and instead saying, "Hey man, how, how you handling this? Like, or like what, what's what, the plan here? What positions do you think yeah, are what, the best in the draft?" Yeah, like, yeah, what what's what's this draft strong in yeah, as like a, a li- as a way to kind of get a feel for what right. he's thinking. You know, um 
And obviously, look, the quarterback question has to be asked, especially, you know, in a way, in the light of this is a unique opportunity that you have this offseason where there could be quarterbacks available and you have these picks. But we know what he's going to say. You're so right, right man. Oh, they be so wild. It's like I want them to ask it because it has to be asked. But I'm also like, I don't anticipate an, a real answer. Like, it would be so wild if uh, Howie's like, listen, guys, I really want to go get some more Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, so Howie, uh, you know, you know, I have to ask, like, is anything changed with the quarterback position? And he went, like, yeah, actually, you know what? Like, <laughs> Hertz isn't the guy. We're definitely looking around. Like, we're open for, you know, open for business. Yeah, Maybe amazing if he did it. Can you imagine? Be tweeting so quick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, that would be lots of, lots of retweets but coming that way. As we do enter the combine, one thing I, I think more and more about it is, this year, it feels more about free agency than the draft. And the reason I think that is- Which is strange, considering that for the first time ever, we have three first-round exactly. picks this year. But I just think the combine is becoming a bit of like, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Like, they, they get to meet these players, which I think matters. But like, the most important things that happen at the combine are the meetings in person and the medicals. Like, that's it. Like, on they the field Because everyone has a pro day is the point. Yeah. And, and also, like, this year especially, like- I mean, I, it's going to happen now, but there was a the whole thing where they were going to do the bubble and players weren't going to come. And, like, I think what the Combine is really about is all these people getting in one place and talking, like general managers, coaches. There won't be as many agents this year as normal because the agent meeting isn't taking place, but they'll they'll still be high-powered agents there. And it's, Bless you. Look at that. Um, but uh, there'll still be agents there, and there'll still be important meetings to be had. So, like, I think the Eagles' biggest goal this next week should be Get a real read on who's going to hit the free agency market, at what positions, and what they're going to cost. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. I do think, look, I think there are extremes. I think there are guys who can can hurt or really hurt or really help themselves at the combine with a really poor or a really great showing. Yeah. I do think that can happen, but I agree. I think for the most part with prospects, I don't think it's make or break as long as they hit certain numbers and they have their pro days. They can always kind of change well, things. And look, the Eagles are are looking at next-gen stats I anyway. Say, I, I mean, Jalen Rager. What do they care about 40 times? We yeah. just care about he's the fastest guy in the game right. according to this stupid Clearly, maybe they should have put there. a little more emphasis on yeah. the combine when Rager well, had a also, slow 40. Also, to your point but... you just made, you know what I would really like them to put some emphasis on is with freaking meeting with these guys and actually getting a real read because I think if you're going to rip Howie for something in terms of drafting early, the first rounds lately, because I, I think like... I think you rip him for the Rager Jefferson thing, obviously based on basics of of who the players are, but also right. like seems like you didn't agree with that decision. Believe it or not, yeah. But but I also think like meeting with Jalen Rager, like you had to get a feel for this guy. Like we well, all see this guy, we know this guy. Like I Andre Dillard, another yeah, one. Yeah, that's where, interesting. Like that is God, those God. are misses personality wise. Guys who are football maniacs, guys who are not afraid, guys who are not going to get you know beaten down if they struggle at first. And I know that there are probably a lot of guys who have those issues and stuff, but like clearly with Jalen Rager and Andre Dillard, those two picks specifically, like these are guys who who if you met with them, you potentially could have seen these yeah. potential character, you know, not character flaws in terms of bad you people, mean, but right. you know what I'm saying. Well, I think it's an interesting question because like we've talked a lot about off the field type of like personalities. We, you know, obviously we talked about Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons and like all these things. What? <laughs> we do? I kind of wonder, like, does a player's personality really only matter if they can't play? Like, Rager, Rager, we can talk about, like, how he comes across at the podium, and I, I know he had something happen in his life, but he did show up to training camp, like, you know, out of, out shape, of shape, right? So, like, there have been, like, certain off-the-field things, and obviously the Twitter stuff, the, you know, whatever. But, like, Rager's biggest problem is he just can't play. Like, he, well, he's not an NFL wide receiver. He could have the most problem. dynamic person. I agree. Right. But, and, but I do think that other stuff matters. Like, I just think with this sport, like – 
you need to have a certain level of toughness. You need to have a certain level of dedication. You need to have well, a certain a s- level of competitiveness. Like right. all these things where like you want guys who are freaking maniacs and want like Devonte Smith. Like obviously that he his best talent is that he's super talented, yeah, and that's his why his best talent is he's good at top football. ten pick yeah. in the draft. But on top of that, like you want that mentality. Like Jalen Hurts is a great pick from a mentality perspective. The way he carries himself, the way he goes about his business. Like, right, but skill Raker's maybe. not. Yeah. Like whatever else, skill wise, he's not. But he's not the other stuff too. Again, to your point, he came out of shape. Like yeah. that's crazy. And, yes, and again, I know something happened in his personal life. We don't want to look that over. He's but, a wide receiver. Yes, coming out of right, failing the physical is. When the alignment gains a few extra pounds and needs to get off on them in the offseason, he's a wide receiver. Yeah, I know. John I, Ritchie, when that happened, I was agree. like, he literally said, "I've never in my life heard of a wide receiver failing his conditioning test." He's like, "I've never seen it in my entire yeah, time." Yeah, I agree. But I, I also like. If you're the Eagles and you tout so much, like we got to find Eagle guys. We have, like, I mean, Nick Sirianni's whole thing is like, you know, rock, paper, scissors, shoot, like those type of things. And I do wonder, like, how much more Sirianni, how much more say he'll have now. He probably has more clout with the organization. Well, he definitely has more clout with the organization yeah, but than I he don't used know if to, he has right? A but, ton, so to speak. But, but I think you're right that, like, getting a read on the personality of a player is such a huge part of it. I mean, you look at just like recent first round picks, like Rager, Dillard. Uh, I mean, you know, Carson's a whole, you know, we could talk about that for hours. Sure, but like, but you yeah. know, who knows if they yeah. read that personality correct. Marcus Smith, right? Like, yeah, for sure. So there's definitely been. I mean, Aguilar, who was, had a great year for them and helped, but was all, and that grand, that was a chip pick, but still organizationally, like, right. someone who clearly had, wasn't the most mentally tough guy. You know what I mean? Like, had some issues with that. Well, to too. start early on, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think, like, the combine is perfect in that regard. You get a chance to sit down with these guys and really get a feel for them. So I think that's an important part of it. And then, like, on the field stuff, I just don't really know how much it matters. Like, I just, in a weird way, I think, like, where their boxes matters more. How we talked about when he made the trade up with the Dolphins. Remember, wasn't the Dolphins box, like, right next to his or whatever? Yeah. So, I, I think that stuff well, matters. They the, didn't they have the practice with them in the preseason, too, that year, too? But I'm talking about the uh, trade to get up Carson. Oh, oh, so I like the, the a year and a half yeah, ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a year and a half before that, I mean. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's more of a networking event and it's like, I agree with that. It's like finding out what, what's going to happen with these receivers. Cause like, well, and it's also how like to the Carson point, like you just made, that's how they, that's the kind of thing that lets them have, know that they're definitely taking Jared Goff and not Carson Wentz. And that's why yeah. you trade up to two. Cause you know, you get the guy you want it to, you know right, what I mean? Because you know it's a massive risk, one, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So this is a off the wall question, but would you be open to taking a receiver in the first round? Absolutely. Okay. Just course, because there's like a some school of thought. I, 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 you can't let past mistakes influence I agree future you. decisions. Yeah, you know? I bad, can't throw bad they money. They need on bad receiver, like in a desperate way. You know, now, my, my only reason it'd be pretty cool to have a younger like uh, uh, Goddard, Smith, and a legit young receiver who can grow. Like the three of those guys, like that's exciting to me. You're getting dangerously close to Sam Blue Chip. Well, I didn't. I know, yeah. dangerously I, close though. Dangerously yeah. close. Um, my only issue with drafting a rookie receiver would be. I just really think they need a veteran in that spot. I get it. Like Look, I, I would, think you I need want someone that you know too. who they are. Sure. Like, and I and I don't think you can make let past mistakes impact future ones. But I think it's fair to say this team has trouble evaluating the receiver. Uh, clearly, position, right? I, like yeah. Rager, JJ, Agreed. like Agreed. John Agreed. Hightower to a lesser extent. Listen, Andy like, Weidel. Andy Weidel said take Jefferson. Let Andy Weidel pick the receiver. Right. So I, I think in that regard too, it's like I'd rather just throw money at the problem. I get like, it. You know, like I get it. I'd rather I, overpay. I'm fine with either way, but I don't. I'm not going to not draft a receiver just because we screwed up drafting receivers. Is my yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, mean? I don't disagree with that. And um, uh, all right, quickly, I want to uh, I want to get to the guys you're looking at, and then we'll get to, to gambling. But quickly, Sirianni, is there anything interesting to hear from Nick like at the combine when he speaks? No, no. right. 
I mean, just so, be nice to hear his voice. So say, here's hey, buddy, a question I was thinking. Tell me what you think of this. Okay. Um, so Nick, first of all, hope your offseason's going well. Good to see you. When you evaluate quarterbacks in this draft, not not to specific players, but just when you evaluate a quarterback in the draft, what do you look for? Ooh, as a way to kind of get a oh, I like that. Look so, at you. So like Ask that uh, question. So I think that's good, it's right? Good, yes. Because I think like how he described what Absolutely. he wants. Right? Like if he comes out and says, you know, like And say not, I'm not saying just in this draft, I'm saying in general. Yeah, like in not, the no, draft. You don't have to talk about these players. Really smart. In and that general. way it's not a shot at hurts. He's talking about quarterbacks. And, and also it's not I think it like Elliot brings sure his, parks. It's a good you. one, right? You're not the beat writer we need for for exactly nothing. right. That's good stuff, right? So there. I feel like that's good because I'd be interested to hear how he would describe what he wants totally. in a quarterback. Totally with you. Like, well, I mean, like, yeah. Now here's Will how he I describe Jalen. Here's that's how I pun. know he'd be like next level, like ready if he was like. First of all, I think you got to look at intangibles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like first of all, intangibles. Second of all, I need someone who can move. I yeah. can't have a quarterback who's still in the pocket. Offense, I used to, have yes, to win exactly. with that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That's what he would do. But I, I, I don't think that's what he would say. Leadership. Yeah. Uh, I want someone who can handle himself off the field. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I think that's like that, those are the type of kid, questions. Pre- preferably, you know, somebody who's played in some big games in college, you know, that kind yes. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. who's maybe been benched and recovered. But, <laughs> but, like, see, those are the type of questions Howie would never fall for. No, it's a great point. Like, but, like, Nick, I think, would still really clever. give a good answer in I terms like of, like, how you read into it. All right, I like that a lot. All right, I'm going to ask you in a sec um, what, uh, just for a couple prospects or positions of prospects you're most excited to see when you're out there first. And we're going to get to some uh, basketball odds in yes. a minute. Download the Park Spec app with us. Like the Park Sports Spec app, we've been having so much fun. Last night, a little James Harden action, winning some money on the Park Sports Spec app over here. Elliot Shore Parks was this close to an all-time score. I was debating even bringing it up. It's like, just too tough, man. It's too tough. I Like, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell the Park Spec Go for it, people yeah. because these yeah. are my people and I love yes. them. I almost won seven thousand yep. dollars. <laughs> you were one one thing away. Three away. One yep. three away. <laughs> if our if our buddy if our buddy made one more three, uh, Matisse Thibel. Matisse. What a great game. But yeah, it's tough. Just pain. Yeah, it is pain. I feel you. But you know what? It was a fun ride. And that's the beauty of the app. I like debated telling Kristen. I'm like, I mean, like <laughs> no, there's no upside to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I did tell her because that's all yeah. I could think about. I know. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that's the beautiful thing. Like, Elliot almost won $7,000. You could win $7,000. You could actually have that luck. Also, you could also just win a little bit of money. Like, I won 80 bucks last yeah. night, and it was awesome. I had a right. great night, it's and so, I got to watch the Sixers so win. It's so infuriating to think I made a huge, not and again, not financially a huge bet. I like to bet a, a bunch right. of different things. Yeah. And I almost won seven thousand. You only bet a few things in one eighty, but like it's just frustrating to think you won. I get it. I'm buddy. happy you did, but I like it. I get it. You want to win too. I want everyone to win. Yeah, that's well, the beauty. I, again, of this. I really just want me to win. I get it, buddy. Like I uh, let's it. be honest yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's it. put it this way: if I Pretty win, mean, then I'm okay true. if other people win. <laughs> you got you winning first. Isn't yes, it? yes. Well, that's the beauty of the park sports. We have. Here's the thing: even if you don't win, and hopefully you do, it's just fun. You watch the game, it's an extra level of excitement that you're into it, especially with other basketball games when it's not the Sixers. Right. One thing I think to keep an eye on, Gilbert's listeners, is James Harden's points. It was 21 and a half yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. 21 or 22. I forget what it like closed at. I think this could be like, remember last year when you made a lot of money off the Seth, Seth Curry? Curry? Like, I think this could be that type like of thing. I like this. Where like they're this. going to undervalue Harden, and I think he's just going to be amazing for a I while. I love it. I love it. So so download the app. Have some fun with us. And uh, we're going to be keeping doing this all off season. We're going to get into a bunch of basketball stuff and, uh, and other stuff. 
football futures coming up not that far away all that it's going to be awesome and here's the deal if you sign up now you get your first bet risk free up to $500 a $500 risk free bet just download the app in the app store or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk free your risk free bet is refund and site credit the website has all the details you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER alright um, either specific prospects or just positions who are you excited to see when you go so out so let there? me pull up my mock draft love it so this is going to take a, a quick second. But I will start with one right off the top because remember we have them picking. I'm becoming a Sauce Gardner guy. Uh, well, I, I honestly, I I didn't even need to see him play. His name's Sauce. I'm right. in. Like, the name we, is amazing. We talked about the Jack Fritz name test. I think this would break the Jack Fritz name test. It's Sauce, and it's really a mod, but we're going to call him Sauce. Sauce is such a phenomenal name. If your nickname's Sauce, you're, you're just good at what you do. So like, fact. Last year when we had this discussion, it was um, J.C. Horn. Right? Wasn't that the big one we discussed? Well, that's and Patrick Sertain, yeah. right? And I was not in them taking a cornerback at the time. And it would not be like my first choice, but to me, Sauce Gardner seems like a more special prospect than JC Horn did. And Patrick Sertain is awesome. So, yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to say that. But, I mean, dude. He, he played over a 1,000 snaps at Cincinnati in pass coverage. He didn't give up a single touch. It's one of my favorite facts about the draft. I also yeah. I also think, like, to play cornerback, you have to have, like— Some chutzpah. And s- yeah. you cannot tell me that someone Some named Sauce Gardner that's 6'2 with oh, long arms swag. and never give up a touchdown. Dripping with swag. Yeah, it's like, this the guy is going is to be like successful. Dripping off of him yeah. everywhere he goes. Like, yes. it feels like a safe pick to yeah. take him. So, I like Sauce. I'm, I'm excited to talk to him this week yeah. and just, like— See what it, how saucy he actually yeah, is. Yeah, see how saucy Love he is. I'm, I'm getting a strong franchise swag vibe from yeah. him already. Sauce. Um, so I had them taking him with my first one. Tyler Linderbaum. The the center guard guy who yes. everyone is losing their mind over. Here's my thoughts on him. Who was it? Someone said if he were a, a guard, he'd be the first pick in the draft or something like that. If well, he were a full time guard. Someone said that. I mean, isn't like, a center more important than a guard? That's what I would have thought. But yeah, yeah. Like it was like but it was someone legit. It wasn't like Jeremiah, but it was someone of that ilk saying if he were a, a guard, he'd be the first pick in the if, draft. If which I was insane. If I was an owner of a team, and my general manager said oh, with a fired straight, on the spot. straight face, yeah. I want to take Tyler Linderbaum on my first fired pick. On the I'd be spot. like, look, buddy, you're Get gone. Out. Yeah. Get like, out. I, yeah. W- yeah. It's like but, taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson or something. Yeah. You'd fire him on the spot. Yeah. But with the 16th overall pick, I, I think that the logic for him is not like, well, Kelsey's going to retire totally and all that. Fine. Yeah. It's just he's an elite offensive line prospect. Yeah. And we saw last year how much. Elite. Build through the lines. Yeah. Just, Build through the lines. And, like, who knows where he'll play? Maybe, like, maybe he doesn't start his first year. With Dickerson, when they first drafted him, and to your credit, you were right about this, but when they first drafted him, I thought was, like, where is he going to play? He's not going to play for two years, blah, blah, blah. He ended up starting, like, 12 yep. games. So you never know what you're going to need, where you're going to need help at, but along the off- offensive line, you know you're going to need help. So I would like that pick uh, at number 16. The last one, or no, I shouldn't say the last one. Next one, Jermaine Johnson. Really good senior bowl. Uh, really good production last year. I think he had like 11 and a half sacks, like close to 28 tackles for a loss. Um, and the Eagles have shown they'll take guys from the Senior Bowl. So I'm interested to see how he tests. Again, get to talk to these guys. I'm a big like in-person, uh-huh. like, you know, look them in the eye and mm-hmm. like sure. see if I believe that you can be an NFL Huge. player. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, those would be three guys. And then edge rushers, period. Like if we're picking a position, we've talked about it so many times, but I think like, and again, it's how the draft falls. I don't want them to reach or the set, but it does seem right. like there's a fair amount of solid players potentially in the range they'll be in. It just feels like if they, like, I feel like they have to get a young, talented edge rusher. It's like the one thing this team needs most desperately. So can I tell you one guy I'm definitely out on? Ooh. All right. I'm going to read this description of him, and you tell me if this guy sounds like a bust or not. Love it. 
All right. Of course, I don't have it pulled up. This is great job. Fantastic. Way to be prepared for. Um. Okay. Here it is. Uh. So I'm not going to tell you. Well, I'll just tell you. It's a guy from from Purdue. Okay. All right. The defensive end. This is. Uh. He said, I know it's polarizing. I guess, but just about everybody I talked to in the NFL feels like it's a real high floor player. I wrote down that he reminded me of Ryan Kerrigan, and then you find out they're both Purdue guys, and him and Kerrigan talk, and they've got a good relationship, which would be interesting connection to the Eagles. But to give you an idea on Carliftus, I think is how you pronounce his name, when the scouts went there, they they said that this guy, they had to kick him out of the facility. He bought an apartment right next to the facility so he could get there all the time, and literally he's a football junkie. Big-time power rusher. He plays extremely hard. I'm out. What? I I'm love out. all no, that. No, I'm, I'm out. very I'm out. in. I'm out. I want anybody. Why? Any, I, we just talked about we want people who are no, dedicated no, to football no, and want to be no. better. I want athletes in the first round. I get your whole personality thing. Wait, and is I he agree. not an athlete? I don't know about his the numbers. High floor, big energy. I don't know. Power rusher. Not That does not okay, scream well, to uh, me. I, like, I think this is a guy where it's going to, this actually, then I'm interested to see what he does the combine because if he is explosive athletically, that's a, that's yeah. a winning pick. But if he's not, then that's fine. I agree with like you. High, I, want, I want athleticism there, no question. But yeah. I also want, like, ideally, I want athleticism with that type of stuff. So if he is, like, a good athlete, then then I would love that guy. Yeah. I, I just, like, there's something, about, there's something about high floor to me that just feels like low ceiling. <laughs> You're such a- you know, like, like I want to hear high ceiling. I, I don't want to hear high floor. I would rather have high floor than high, like, like. I'd rather have a guy. I get who, your point. That, I, like, he's a safe I'd rather bet. it a double than a, than a strikeout, you know what I mean? Well, I'm a home run hitter. We know, as buddy. you know, you can yeah. lock into them anywhere, anytime. Um, yeah. So yeah. the last prospect, well, not the last one, but the last one we'll talk about on the pod. Justin Ross, the wide receiver from Clemson. He originally was going to be like a top ten type pick. He had spine surgery, which obviously is worrisome. But scary. he did, did return last year, and he seems to be healthy. But I think had that never happened, he, we're probably talking about as a top fifteen guy. So I've interest you have in good him. Good history in like, with the, the Clemson receivers. Yes, T. Big Higgins, T. Higgins yeah. guy. So third, I think like if he's in the third or fourth round, I'd be interested in him there. All right. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, and obviously, we'll be talking Combine from the Combine with Elliot this week. All right. Um, quickly, before we get out here, let's talk some gambling. It is the Parks Picks Pod after all. And we will be diving more and more into this as the basketball season gets going here. It's just obviously has been a, uh, a lull, as we talked about. But I want to quickly just look at some future odds. And, and next week on the Parks Picks Pod, we'll dive in more with some more evidence. And look, again, we're going to be on the radio in a couple minutes talking Sixers, talking hard, and you get our deep thoughts on what we thought about last Lots night's game. Lots of thoughts. What it means. Um, but quickly... Uh, Start with the Western Conference odds, we'll do Eastern Conference odds, and then we'll do finals odds, and we'll get out of here. Okay. Um, and just quickly, this is just a check-in. Hear these odds and tell me what interests you, okay? So we're just doing, I haven't pulled up, Western Conference. I got them in front of me. Don't worry, okay. I'm going right. to give them to you. Right. Western Conference, Eastern Conference, finals. finals. Western Conference. The Warriors and the Suns are both favored at plus 175 to win the Western Conference. Utah Jazz are next at plus 700. Memphis plus 1,000. Denver plus fourteen hundred, Dallas plus two thousand, the Lakers and Lakers right. plus two thousand, and the Clippers plus five thousand. I think everything else doesn't even matter, but I think you know you have to at least mention Lakers and Clippers. Even yeah, though they're both playing teams right now. So I don't like Kawhi could come back. You know all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, so anyone that's listening to this pod knows we like gambling long off. Yeah, right. So like, I think I think the team that's going to win the Western Conference is the Suns. So do I. Yeah, but but plus one seventy five. Like Chris Paul's out now for six to eight weeks. Like. Yeah. He's going to get back right before the playoffs. Honestly, you like, can it wait is for the odds to drop. It is, yeah, exactly. And also an interesting thought in that, like, if you do, like, I thought the Suns were, like, easily the best team in the West, and I still yeah. think they are, but, like, it at least makes it interesting. I think the Warriors are good, but I don't think they're a juggernaut. Like, would I be shocked in a play-in series if the Lakers win the play-in series and then 
face a two seed Warriors and the Lakers beat the Warriors? No, I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. Like if if Davis and James are healthy, like they could win. Like uh, they could at least have a chance. Like right. I would again, I wouldn't bet them, but plus two thousand odds versus plus one seventy five, I'd take a shot on the Lake. I, I would. And too. I don't think the Lakers are that good, but if they got James and Davis, like so at that- least. That was, gonna, wise, that was going to be my favorite bet yeah. on the board. And I think you there's can a honestly, shot there. And I don't hate the Grizzlies at plus 1,000. I don't think they'll get I, there. I agree with that. But they're legit, dude. I think they're going to end up the two seed. Like We're on the same page with this, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, this is the, good. The other one I kind of liked a little bit is Clippers plus 5,000. Because if Kawhi comes back. Yeah, yeah well, if Kawhi comes back, Paul, Paul George, George could, could come, come back. back. I know. decent roster. It's an like, interesting one. Here's worth a shot there, at least. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about the Warriors. The Warriors are not winning the NBA I don't think title. they are either. I'm, I'm really not in on the like, Warriors. Steph's awesome. I'm happy Clay's back. Like, blah, blah, blah. They have too many unproven players in the playoffs for me to really take them seriously. As like, I'm not just unproven. Like, not even, like, battle-tested. Yeah. Like, a lot of their guys like the are— the Wigginses and all yeah, those guys. Yeah, like, yep. they're barely, they barely played in the postseason. So, Steph's awesome. All those things. I'm not a Warriors guy. Yeah, I agree. And, again, this is just to win the Western Conference. Like, I like— yeah. The Grizzlies are and tough. I, I look, I, I don't think it'll happen, but, like— I, I think that there's at least a, a 5% chance that Luka just becomes the best player in the world for two months. and let, um, Dallas is like 18, 20, and 6 in their last, like 20. They yeah. The best. I, Again, I, I don't like it as much, but I'm just saying I don't think it's the craziest thing ever. Like, if you got Luka, I think you got a chance. Also, like, think about how big of a loser you'd have to be to bet on the Jazz to win the— Oh, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> set plus 700, too. It's like you, I would be plus 1,700 on yeah, that betting on the Yeah, I would take them, yeah. All right, Eastern Conference odds. Okay. Tied for the favorites, the Nets and the Bucks at plus two seventy five. The Sixers right behind them at plus three hundred. Uh, I will say now, I think the Nets are a horrendous bet. Like I don't get, like oh, we've talked about this, but all of a sudden Ben Simmons is going to be great. He's well, going to help them in the playoffs. Like they shouldn't be the favorite. My point is, like, if they were plus four, plus five, like all right, I could see it, but like they're a playing team right now, yeah. and they're they're the favorite with the Bucks. The so, Bucks should be the favorite, and the Sixers should be right behind them. That's how it should be. So I'm I'm. More torn on the Nets, and this is not a Simmons thing. Like, Simmons doesn't factor in my decision at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a non-factor. I don't even feel play, all those things. And the Nets are a bit of a mess. I think the Sixers are better, all those things. My only, like, thing I would say is Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, I think he's the best player. When, like, he- if, when healthy, the best and player if, in the world. And so. if, if the mask or whatever, the vaccine mandate's lifted, yeah. and Kyrie you get Kyrie, Durant, it's like, legit. yeah. So I get why they are favorites. I don't think they should be that high, is my point. I'm not saying they shouldn't be like, they should be like the Heater plus 500. They should be like plus 400, plus 475, something like that. I think right. that should be. Yeah. I, I think like I actually probably personally, if you asked me if I had to pick the Heat or the Nets to win the Eastern Conference, I would take the Heat over oh, the Nets. I wouldn't. I would. I, and I don't, I, I'm not like a huge Heat guy, but I'll trust Butler and Lowry and those guys in the playoffs before I'll trust Simmons. Agreed. Any but, team but, that's but relying Kevin on Simmons Dur- but, at all. But yes, but Kevin Durant, the difference is- I think is, Simmons is a detriment to a team in the playoffs. Like, I think Ben Simmons hurts the Nets in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, but the difference is like, like, look, Joel this year is like, is better than Kyrie. You know, whatever. You can. It's a tough debate to have because he only plays half the games. But like, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are better than Justin Bead in terms of like, Simmons-, Simmons I get it. Yeah. Be- I'm just saying, I think Miami's a better team. I think they're better than the Nets. You might be right. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm Kevin saying. Durant and Kyrie are both considerably better than anybody on the Heat. I agree. Yeah. And that that that's the worry. I think the Heat are better. Yeah. I would take the Heat over the Nets. I would again, not, I think but... they should be similar in terms of odds. All right. Uh, any other standout to you? Yeah. Uh, so to me, the standout would be the Bulls plus 1,200. Yeah. I think it's a decent one. I don't it's, think it's they a get long there, odds. But they're talented at least. The Rosen's playing and well. I don't yeah. think the Cavs have any real chance, but they're a fun young team at plus 2,500. Yeah, they're not going to win these. I agree. All right. Uh, overall title odds. Uh, the Suns and Warriors, the favorite at plus 400. I think it makes sense that the you know if they're the favorites of the West, the Western Conference easier than the Eastern Conference. You would think it's more right. likely to be the favorites than the Nets at plus six fifty, the Bucks at plus six fifty, the Sixers plus seven hundred, and then 
the other teams we've kind of talked about. Any of those stand out to you? I mean, I think the Sixers. I mean, the plus Sixers 700. plus seven hundred are a good, good bet. bet. Yeah, yeah to Harden. get those type of odds, yeah. like and look, honestly, I think the Bucks at plus six fifty are a good bet too. Agreed. Like, I think the good bets are in the East. Yeah. I don't think the West have any. Well, really I just bet. think that because their odds are lower. Yeah, and I think honestly, if you're gonna like take a shot, Memphis is plus three thousand to win the title. Like, I don't think they will. Like Memphis is really good. Like it wouldn't shock me if they got hot for a, a month, and and that would shock me if they won the title. So that's nothing, not great. nothing really shock me. Say. But it's more than it's plus five thousand. Like that's like a that's high, man. Nothing, nothing explains our betting strategy more than Just I don't think it'll odds. happen. Yeah. But so I think again the one I would like with this is the Bulls at plus twenty five hundred. All right, I would like uh, again. I would not. I don't think they're winning it, but I think if the long shot odds plus five thousand for Memphis isn't crazy, I don't think that's insane. All right. Um, Check us out, uh, one to three WIP if you listen to this right away, or if you just know that we're on then, and uh, and in. coming into the feed after this in a little bit if you're listening to this, it'll probably be there already. Is that show where we'll be talking James Harden? So if Can't you wait. enjoyed this little NBA chat, a lot the, more of it from one to three. You're, you're damn. We're right. on the next pod in your feed. Yeah, and then combine uh, next week, so it'll yes. be fun. All right, he's William James. Talk to you soon.